Blog Talk Radio. Loved it, loved it, loved it. 
and and and, and as far as the ratings go, the public knows uh, Leopard as well. Um, but I want to work backwards a little bit. First of all, Andre Iguodala, first Finals MVP, not start a game this whole damn season um, or any season, and just started. Uh, I guess it was at Game Four of the Finals. So. My question to you, I'll start with you, Lupe. Should Andre Iguodala be the Finals MVP, or should have gone to someone else, or maybe to LeBron James? Um, I'll take that question. I'm going to go ahead and say because of, okay, because of the NBA's tradition of always giving it to someone on a winning team. Yes, right. He, uh, he deserved it of all the people who were on that team. If you look at his okay. box score, he was consistent all the way around. Um, right. He was the one that was carrying them when they were faltering, you know. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, uh, hockey is the only um, sport that I'm, I'm aware of that will give the um, the most valuable player to um, trophy to um, a player on the opposing team if that happens. I've seen that. You know, there was a a goalie right. that wanted one year. Um, he played lights out, but he was on a losing team. You know, but that's mm-hmm. only. But if this is their tradition, then they have to honor their tradition. You know, like they won't give right. the MVP to a team that's not winning. You know, that doesn't go to the right. playoffs. Right. They have their their way. You know, work rules mm-hmm. is what I would call it at, at the office. So yeah, but, but if that's their if that's their way, then yeah, absolutely, he's the one that deserved it. Okay. What about you, Nash? You Nash? Man, uh, to actually kind of piggyback on what Chris said. The NFL has done it. it. It's happened with the Super Bowl. Um, I can't remember exactly who the player was for whatever reason. I want to say that it was a Dallas Cowboy. I want to say that it was Randy White or or uh, Harvey Martin that won it in a losing they split effort. It. They split it. They split it. They split it. So that was the day split, but I can't remember who it was on a losing team that won it in, in the Super Bowl, but it's happened there once, and it's happened once mm-hmm. in the NBA as well with uh, the logo winning it in 69. And the only way, in my personal opinion, where a guy on a losing team should be awarded uh, the MVP is if he does something extraordinary. And Mm -hmm. unlike uh, a couple of of, uh, broadcasters, whatever you want to call them, from the four-letter network uh, that do a show every day at 10 a.m., I'm not going to sit here and complain that LeBron James shot a poultry 39% and didn't deserve the NBA uh, Finals MVP. He was, he's been the, he's the first person ever to be on a losing team and average the most points, rebounds, and assists per game on both teams. That's mm-hmm. extraordinary to me and extremely valuable in my personal opinion. So I, I believe he should have gotten it. Um, but I was actually shocked that Curry didn't receive any votes. Any votes? None at all. Damn vote! That just bothers me. That that really Who? bothers me, man. Who? Steph Curry. Steph uh, Curry did Steph not Curry. receive a single vote of the of the of the Insanos MVP voting. I thought that was rather strange. I yeah, that I, was rather strange. based upon his performance, I'm okay with that. I mean, well, I'll um, say this: his for first couple of games, uh, okay. he looked like he was a, a little kid. You know. Uh, who didn't know I'm what he was doing. So I'm totally okay with that. The, the, the reason know, why... And in fact, what he didn't look like a superstar until he had flashes of superstardom during the last three games. It wasn't like he was right. dominating anything. 
So I'm no. totally okay with that. Well, the thing is this, though. I, right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dwayne. Go ahead. That's uh, all right. I, I just want to wrap it up real quick. The one thing, uh-huh. and it actually goes back to, to viewership uh, as well as the MVP uh, award winner, it, it seems like we have this huge obsession with LeBron James. And for whatever reason, it, it's like a lot of people want to see him succeed and a lot of people want to see him fail. And that's why yeah. I, I think that a lot of people watch the finals. But at the same time, if you've noticed, the guy that's covered LeBron for the most part or has been the most effective, uh, quote-unquote, if you will, if you want to call, hold him to a, a triple-double effective. But when he did play, he was rather effective covering him. But the two guys that, that were covering him and were rather effective were the MVP of the past two years with him and Kawhi Leonard. So it right. – I I think, if anything, LeBron has more to do with a guy winning the MVP than than, than not over the past couple of years. I just thought that that was a a rather strange similarity. It's pretty funny, but I'll say this, man. And I've got my ass lambasted over this on Facebook. Facebook. Mm -hmm. I'm old school. I don't. I don't care. I mean, it's what makes a person so viable if his team moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that. I know that LeBron had ungodly numbers, totally ungodly numbers, record-setting numbers in a losing cause. Yeah, he was a one-man band. Yeah, he had a bunch of squares he had to deal with after Kyrie Irving went down and early in the playoffs, uh, Kevin Love went down. But I'm just saying, what value? Would be a viable player in the in the championship round if he loses. What, what what's the value? And I'm I'm just being devil's advocate and being old school and just being I guess a little contrarian here. What makes well, a cat so viable on a losing team? Okay, Scott, I'm gonna um, I kind of agree with that because I was gonna ask the question. You know, if um, Jerry West was the last person on a losing team to win an NBA has. That was what year was that? Nineteen sixty what? Sixty nine. That was sixty nine. Yeah, and that series went seven. Okay, but yeah. so right. I kind of I, I, based upon that. So we haven't seen that since nineteen seventy. Okay, so yeah. based upon that, I agree with Scott. You know, this dude he had a hurt. He did a lot. You know, he carried the team as much as he possibly could, and in the end, it wasn't enough. Okay, yeah. and to your point, right. okay, the last two MVPs are the ones that have kind of held them in check as much as possible. You know, made him tired because he looked tired the other night. You know, yeah, he was one the hell out. He was one the okay? hell out. Yeah. And also, you know, when the Mavericks played him, it was Jason Terry, you know, who who said like in Game Three, oh, he can't guard me all this whole series. And sure enough, he couldn't. You know, so there are some yeah. people that 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 have the you know that 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 can you know they can figure him out, you know, and hold them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead and have all these points because it shows that your team ain't worth nothing. Because the thing is, it's a team sport, not an individual sport. You know, if it wants to be individual, right. he needs to play golf, okay? He needs yeah. to play tennis. Run it's track. a team sport. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, run track, do track and field. This is not. A, this is a team sport, and for him to have to do what he did, and, yeah, mm-hmm. it was close, they still lost. You know, hey, the, the most MVP is on a winning team because somebody did something to make sure they won, whether it was something small, you know, most blocked shots, most steals, something like that, you know. But I agree, you know, if 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 he was all that great, they would have won, you know. But his team wasn't good enough, right? Yeah, my own, my only defense to that is this is an individual award, and this isn't the most valuable player on the winning team. This is the most valuable player, 
And if you, and I know you guys have heard this 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 comparison uh, over the past couple of days at nauseum. Actually, if you take LeBron off the Cavs, what do you have? You basically have a, a lot of get swept. Yeah. yeah, and and exactly. it, this isn't this isn't a team that that loses in the finals, and this isn't like we're watching the the Lakers uh, uh, Sixers back in two thousand. This is a series that very easily could have been three two going into Tuesday, Cleveland mm-hmm. leading that series, mm-hmm. and solely mm-hmm. off the the play of what LeBron James is doing, if he could have had some help shooting. Now with the the, the 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 Jerry West situation, I I I I may need some help on this, but I I'm guessing he probably had Elgin Baylor and uh and Wilt, and and and, 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 yeah, and Wilt on that squad. So he had some yeah. help in that, that, that seven game series. This dude had no help whatsoever and took it to six and, and actually could have been leaving at that point if not for a player to going in Cleveland's uh, uh, way, I say, why not give it to him? It's an individual award. It's not to the, the, the best player or the most valuable player on the winning team. It's the most valuable player in, throughout the series. So if they change well, the name of it. Okay, most valuable, again, Andre Iguodala's numbers were consistent. He was the most consistent person on that team. He couldn't shoot his free throws, but if he needed to hit a three, he did it. If he needed to come up with a defensive stop, he did it. If he needed to stress LeBron out and make him tired, he did it. This man, who was a starter on every other team he played on, who was an Olympian, who was wasn't he? Um, he won an individual award once, but he decided to, he, he, he bought was in and said, "Player, yeah, okay." Ball team he, defense, yeah. And he agreed to play, come off the bench. Yeah. All right. You, I'll, I'll give you and, that. I'll give you that. My my only thing is. If you take away Iguodala, the possibility of David Lee playing that well and coming in and Golden State winning that series is still there. You take LeBron James away, who do you replace him with on that team? Who do you replace him with in the league and they go six? Right. You know, I'll say this, brother. I'll say this, man. You figure about LeBron, I thought that he gave a Herculean effort. I was one of those cats. As soon as I saw Kyrie River go down in game one, I'm like, oh, this shit is sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that from the jump. But, I mean, if you look at it, guys, this could easily – I mean, Cleveland could have easily won game one. They could have yeah. easily won game five. Okay? Now, the thing is, is this. And now we could segue to of LeBron James. We could segue to this. I don't think this, this final loss – or hurt his legacy. Instead, I think it enhanced it. Because you think about it. He took a ragtag group of dudes after Kyrie went down in game one. How demoralized could that have been? I mean, to have your number two go down the way he did, I think, playing his ass off. I mean, Kyrie was balling. He was balling before that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, of course, I said before, losing Kevin Love early in the playoffs, but, to go to have LeBron and that crew of Matthew Dell of Dover, Iman Shumpert, Timothy Mosgov, and the, and the Mercurial J.R. Smith, to go against that crew at Golden State, Devin Curry, Clay Thompson, Iggy, I mean, uh, Draymond Green, uh, Harrison Barnes, they were mad. Golden State was so deep on paper. Yeah. Cleveland had no damn business being in the series. No damn business. No. 
So that's why I think this this will this will enhance this will make LeBron a freaking legend. LeBron went legend in the finals. He would have went serious epic legend if David would have pulled it out. But to me, his effort stretching out the six games before he just got got pooped the hell out. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he, to me, he went legend. So what say you, uh, Dwayne? I'll start with you since you were right before that about LeBron. You probably God. would agree with that, I would think. <laughs> I, I, I do agree with it, but let, let, let me say two things real quick. First and foremost, it is sickening to me right now for me to defend LeBron James. I've been I know. <laughs> such a LeBron hater on this show and in, in, in anywhere you can find me. You know, you just come up and, right. and walk, walk up on me, you know, I'll probably have something evil to say about him at that moment. But it's been mm-hmm. such it's been so difficult for me to have to defend this dude over the past couple of days. Actually, since the since game two, to have to defend this guy, it, it, it's it's sad. But for Iguodala, I, it's not like I'm I'm completely disagreeing with you, Lupe. It's for Iguodala, because actually, after his, his his first game coming in and playing extremely well, I was thinking to myself, uh oh, Iggy's gonna come in and win the MVP, but I didn't think anybody was going to be ballsy enough to vote for him, let alone yeah. have it be a sweep and, and for Terry not to get any votes whatsoever. So yeah. it, it, it's not that it's far-fetched. I just thought that it was it was a little weird that a, a guy who puts up a Herculean effort doesn't get the award. But back to the original point, if you look at the rest of the guys on that squad, especially the starters – with the exception of, of, of Tristan Thompson and Mozgov, right. who both shot over 50%. If you talk about J.R. Smith, who actually came off the bench, you talk about uh, Shumpert, Donovan Dova, and, and even if you want to throw Mike Miller, the combination of those guys shot a poultry 30%, somewhere close to 30% throughout the entire finals. And 60% of their shot attempts were threes. Why are you yeah. taking two out of every three shots is going to be a three? That's one of the reasons why LeBron had to do as much as he had to do, in my personal opinion, to help keep the team in it. They're taking bad shots. The comment that LeBron made was saying that, you know, they didn't have enough talent on that team to win. Exactly. When you when you have guys yeah. shooting nothing, checking up nothing but threes and missing them, if they're not smart enough to drive to the hole when you have an open basket, it's a problem. It's a problem. You know, and my I dad said, said the same thing, bro. My dad was texting me. He was like, "Why isn't like screaming through the text? Why isn't J.R. Smith driving to the basket? Why isn't J.R. Smith moving up the ball? Why isn't my mom Shepard moving around the ball? Why is Jeff Dover still hanging out on the perimeter? I mean, he was really he went in on G.R. Smith especially because these not letting he dudes get those for jumpers. He he's a, he, 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 he it's not like he can't move. Uh, exactly. Well, okay, what we saw up, was what we saw um, with the with the statistics that you just um, brought out, Dwayne. Prove it. We saw them. We got a superstar. We're gonna stand around and watch him do everything for us. They fell into yeah. that attitude. Yeah. And the, where have I seen that before? In the early days, you know, when Michael Jordan was starting to come into his own in Chicago, and there was mm-hmm. no talent around him, that what did they do? They all stood around, let him go one on one, a one on four, you know, and they were not winning. You can't win. It's a, a it's a team sport. You can't True. win one on five. So yeah, you're right. 
you know, they're standing around shooting jumpers, you know, making a good play here and there, but not not trying to get anybody into foul trouble, not driving mm-hmm. not driving in and forcing the issue. They're playing, you know, they're playing right into their hands, shoot threes, let them run, or let let the let the Warriors run down and, and catch them in transition because, you know, hey, uh, I'm coach of this team. Just don't meet a ball. I'll do everything. Just give it to me. I can handle yeah. it. You know, that if right. it, we've seen in the last how many years, you, you, they always talk about three now. Um, mm-hmm. he, there was no three. It was just one. So, yeah, go ahead and let him score. Let him do it. Whatever he wants to do, we just need to make sure the other four guys don't do anything. You know what, Chris? Yeah. And you should actually know the answer to this. You know the last time we've seen that happen? <laughs> when they played against the Dallas Mavericks. That is yeah. actually <laughs> what Mark Cuban said was their game yeah. plan. Mm-hmm. We we knew we, we we knew what LeBron would do when we played to his strengths, but we also took the chance of allowing the other players to attempt to beat us, but they weren't making shots, and that's mm-hmm. why they lost that series. And that's exactly the same way. But, see, that's the other thing, too, because those guys, Schumpert, uh, Smith, Della Vadova, Mike – well, not Mike Miller, but this past season, Mike Miller, you could throw that in there, too. These guys have historically been bad shooters. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys who came into the series – shooting about somewhere below 40% field goal range throughout mm-hmm. seasons. And, and then they come into the playoffs and they start shooting under uh, right around 38, 39% combined between the four of them. Then they go into the finals yeah. and they're shooting 29% as a quattro. Wow. Crazy. That's and crazy. And the thing is, it's when crazy. you get into the playoffs, everything gets more pressure and the teams are better. Exactly. So we're seeing. So that's that. So we should see that go down. You know the number, but the numbers were that you just gave were horrendous. You know that means they really weren't all that great before. They and once the pressure came in, they're playing in the finals. They suck. (laughs) That's basically what happened. (laughs) You know that's basically what they and they but they were true to form and because you know Mm -hmm. theoretically everyone's numbers should fall in the playoffs. I mean playing Mm -hmm. you know. Long over long stretches, same team over and over again. And of course, they watch their game tape. Okay, so exactly. So I mean, everyone's numbers should fall, and we saw that with Steph Curry. His numbers fell. That's Mm -hmm. the way. That's why you need a team. You know, that's why you need to have good coaching staff to make the adjustments. Right. To 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 make the personnel changes. Because making personnel changes means, hey, you were scoring, you know, averaging you know double double and eight rebounds during the playoffs and all season long, but we're going to pull you out and put so-and-so in to get a better matchup. So your numbers are not going right. to be as good. You know, I mean, yeah. um, we've seen uh, Bogut look good, you know, in certain stretches during the playoffs, but then he didn't really play, you know, in in, in this series because of the matchups. So mm-hmm. that's why right. you need a team. You know, you can go and play a seven or eight-man te- um, rotation if you want to, but the thing is those are not necessarily the same seven or eight people who got you there, you know. And then um, Clay Thompson kind of disappeared in this series. Yeah. Okay, How as far as, his, you know, How shooting. You know, his shooting yeah. was off, you know, because um, Andre Iguodala had the better matchups, you know. So it, so it's all about, you know, um, how, we, how are we going to match up? What adjustments do we need to make? So right. there were no adjustments anymore that the Cavaliers could make because they, they didn't have the personnel. Exactly. Right. 
that was and that was one of the things so, that was tossed out, where people kept asking, you know, why aren't they why aren't they playing Sean Marion? Why aren't they playing mm-hmm. Mike Millimore? Why aren't they playing uh, uh, Kendrick Perkins? These dudes aren't fast enough mm-hmm. to to play with the athletes that Golden State have, and, and and players who have the ability to not only stretch the floor, but mm-hmm. if you're right. too slow, fast enough to drive past you. So they they did what they could with what they had, yeah. and mm-hmm. sadly enough, what they had was Jared. Shepard and Delavadola. Even though Delavadola played on his mind for games two and three, after game two, I was like, uh oh, uh, Scott is about to be right with, with his prediction of them winning the I seven games. That too. I honestly thought <laughs> yeah, that. I was, I was thinking that. I was shocked. I was so damn shocked, dude. But check this out. Check this out. You know, like the one you, you, you mentioned that earlier about those cats shooting 30% collectively. How mm-hmm. about this, this is more chilling stuff for you? How about when in the, in the, now, now, now this is strictly for the finals, okay? When LeBron, mm-hmm. the stretch when LeBron was out, when we were on, on a, when he was on the bench, his crew shot a collectively collected seventeen percent from the field when LeBron was on the bench. That's why LeBron got worn the hell out because his teams his teammates couldn't hit the broad side of LeBron. That's just that that that's just crazy. And speaking of the founders, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. I mean, which is why they needed to stay hot. They needed to 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 keep Stephen Curry and company at bay because they wouldn't outscore them. But mm-hmm. looking back over the finals, fellas, okay, when Cleveland's up 2-1, and well, 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 uh, actually in game three, when they're about to go up 2-1, I noticed that, like, remember when Cleveland was up by 20 in the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 basically, they had a chance to put their foot on their throat on the Golden State's throat. But I noticed that Steph Curry started catching fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His teammates started catching fire and made it a one-point game. And I was thinking mm-hmm. to myself, uh-oh, you've been waking the beast. They had a chance to crush the, the Cleveland had a chance yeah. to crush their spirit, and they didn't do it. They still won the game. But they didn't crush Golden State spirit. They had a chance yeah. to really, really put fear and doubt in Golden State's hearts and minds, and that didn't happen. I thought that was not necessarily started Iguodala the, the, the next few games, per se, but I thought that was a turning point of the series because they showed that like, Golden State realized, hey, if we can play our own game, we almost came from behind and beat these guys on their mm-hmm. home floor. Let's just mm-hmm. do this. Let's just play more relaxed and just do this. That's, I think that's what turns the finals around of Golden State. Your, your, your thoughts, Chris? Well, that's exactly what Draymond Green said, you know, in during his yeah. post-game interview. They asked, they like, um, asked him what the turning point was. He, he identified that moment. He said, oh, yeah, we lost the game, you know, but we had it figured out from that point on. And the thing is, yeah, that built their confidence up. And like you said, they just kind of said, oh, let's just be ourselves. And probably, I bet you Steve Kerr had a lot to do with that because I'm pretty because mm-hmm. he, as many times as he's been to the finals and as, you know, uh, relaxed Player. as he is, mm-hmm. he probably mm-hmm. told them, this is what, this is what you're going to go through, you know, and don't give up. Because he told them, I heard him saying on the sidelines, don't hang your head, you know, don't hang your head, you're okay. You know, and sure enough, when that point, when that, Part start. I was hoping. That, I was actually hoping that they would win the game, but they 
when they walked off the floor, they looked a little bit differently. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't looking like, you know, puppy dogs with the tails between their legs getting beat up. They were okay, you know, and it looked like they figured something out. You know, so yeah. I totally agree that was the turning point. And the thing is, you know, I guess, we, you know, sometimes you think the turning point always has to be, oh, yeah, we came back from behind and we won. Well, again, it's a long series, you know, and yeah. you got to make right. the right adjustments. And because after that, you know, that's when we start to see them, you know, play small all the time. I right, think, they were that, after that. Yeah, so they figured something out, you know, and the coach told them, oh, yeah, we'll get this figured out. It's a long series. Don't worry about it, you know. And once they got it figured out, now you see um, <laughs> you see the uh, the Cavaliers trying to adjust, and it wasn't working, yeah. you know. So, right. So, that's, so I saw that. You know what? Right. When they decided to go small in game three, toward the end of game three, going into game four, I thought that Steve Kerr was getting desperate. Mm. I had no idea that it was actually going to work and and be sustainable. Through, I, well, I should have known it because they they like I said they didn't they don't have the athletes to keep up with Golden State, but they tried it in Game Five. That was the breaking moment for me where I knew that the series was over mm. around the eight fifty mark in the fourth quarter when the game was still tied, actually. Actually, Cleveland was up by one. Mm-hmm. And then that's when that's right. they started trading back his buckets back and forth. And then Curry started to heat up. Cleveland started to cool off. And then that's when Golden State started to extend that lead and, and, and won game five by, what, about 20? At, at that point, I was like, yeah, game six is it's, it's in the books. They, they, they got this series. But, but it when, when they went small... Too. What's that? They said they, I, I, I said, I'm sorry, but they, they, they blew them out in game four, too. They spanked them yeah. in game four. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about, sorry about that. And and when I saw them put in David Lee in game three, I was thinking, uh-oh, yeah, Steve Kerr's getting desperate, but it, mm-hmm. it, it worked. It worked. And, and I don't, yeah, I don't he know. He was a spark. Yeah. He, he was. He was. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think that was part of what got them on their roll because obviously you pulled David Lee in off the bench, who he was he had been a starter before. So yeah, you right. got somebody who all knows how to play, and all of a sudden he comes in there with all this energy and and, and helping lift them up, and he runs to the hole and, and foul, and you know that was the spark that they needed because right, right. after that, that's when that's when Curry started to heat up, you know. Mm-hmm. So yes. I mean, talk about the depth of that team. I mean, <laughs> you had two starters on the bench, you know, pretty much. They were right. deep in the bench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that, that's what I thought. I was like, and my dad texted me the next day, we'll talk about it, you know, at work. And I'm like, we're like, uh-oh. We were thinking, uh-oh, go to state, catching fire. He caught caught fire at the end. He's going to carry the next game. And the rest they say is history. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they dominated them. They being Golden State dominated Cleveland that point going forward. So, figure out going forward. Let's think about next year for me. We're, we're going to wrap things up and talk about next year. There are many people said that this may be, we may have a rematch next year. I don't think so because, I mean, I'm not going to be a skip, skip Bayless and hate on the Warriors and take away from their win, their finals win, the championship. You win the chip, you win the chip, period. It doesn't matter how you get there. Um, I will say this. 
it's like, and this should go to state in the West. The West is going to be bananas next year. Think mm-hmm. about this. OKC is going to be healthy. I want to see Golden State against a healthy Kevin Durant, against a healthy Russell Westbrook, against a healthy Serge Ibaka, and his cancer, duke it out for the right for the West supremacy. I want to see those them as well go up against a refocused Clippers team that hopefully yeah. won't be choking again, like choking dog skin. You see the that picked up the and Stevenson? I want to go against San Antonio. Yeah, I want to see them go up against San Antonio. So while the Golden State will have a tough road to hoe in the West, it's a wrap in the East. Cleveland's going to get back there just by the fall. I mean, I don't see. I don't see. I, I mean, Atlanta will still be good. I don't see them travel. I don't see them challenging uh, uh, um, all that much, especially if, as long as, like, Kyrie um, Irving gets back healthy. And, and especially if, if Kevin Love comes back, I don't think he's coming back. But if he comes back, <laughs> it's a rapid ease. It's a rapid ease. I, I mean, who gives a damn about the rest of the team? Maybe Chicago will challenge him again because of the rivalry. They got uh, Derrick Rose and those cats, and hopefully they'll resign Jimmy Butler. But I, 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 I don't see anybody seriously challenging Cleveland next year. So it's about going to be who's Cleveland going to face in next year's foul. I think, I, I, I mean, I think it's going to be either the Clippers or the or a healthy OKC Thunder. And Dwayne, I pass it to you. I pass it towards you. Who do you think is going to be the to you, rather? Who do you think going to face in the finals? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm almost afraid to make predictions right now because, of course, yeah. with pending free agency and, of course, with the draft, that's going to be a boost to a lot of teams, especially with these Eastern Conference teams, um, to right. see where someone may potentially go even for a year, especially some of the deals that may potentially happen where uh, some of these guys – who are on aspiring contracts that may end up getting traded. Um, some of these pieces that are in Atlanta right now that may end up moving. Right. A lot of the major free agents that are out there who are probably just going to be a mercenary for a year uh, so they can test the waters again when when the uh, salary cap goes up. It's going to be interesting just to see because it's it's going to be this weird anomaly or this weird situation with, with this one-year Cap being boosted at the end of the season just to see what oh, players do this off season. It's going to go up a lot with those TV contracts. It's going to go up a lot. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the, the I, I don't. There's just certain teams I really don't trust though. Regardless of what happens, sorry, Clippers are one of those teams that I just don't trust anymore. I can't put my faith in them. Um, you're right. It will be interesting to see what happens with a healthy. Uh, OKC, Houston is another one of those teams. I don't know if I trust yet either. Um, right. It will be interesting to see what happens with San Antonio as an organization to see if those older guys uh, are, are capable of coming back for a full season or if they even come back to play next season. Um, mm-hmm. With the East, you're almost right. And, you know, it, it, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see if some of these contenders, like a Washington, uh, you know, another mm-hmm. team I don't trust. I don't trust Chicago either. How did you lose mm. to this to this Cleveland team who didn't have Kyrie the way that you did in the six game series in a series that was completely competitive 
where it didn't seem like a, a Chicago Bulls team who should have had control or taken control who was more healthy didn't. So I don't I don't even trust them anymore. But I want to see what these teams like Washington, like Miami, interestingly enough, if they're capable of, of signing their free agents back, if, if they're able to bring back um, uh, Dragic, if they're able to bring back D-Wade, if they're able to bring back uh, Luau Dang, if they're able to bring back another big-name guy to play along with Chris Bosh, Miami would be interesting to see what happens. Indiana may be a situation if they can bring mm. back uh, another piece or two with a healthy Paul George. So I don't know if I really want to just hand it over to Cleveland just yet. I, I, I want to see what, what, what some of these contenders, especially in the East, do for this one-year situation before everybody wants to start throwing money around in 2016. Chris, what's up? Mm. Um, I think I I don't trust the East either. I mean, I don't know with with Atlanta having a number one seed and looking as bad as they did. Um, yeah. I don't trust them. Um, Washington, I kind of like their style of ball. I'd like to see you know if they can make it to another level. But um, I think the way the teams are constructed now, we'll have to see what their construction looks like next season. But you mm-hmm. know, if they come in looking similar to the way they do now, you know, I. I I don't see another team coming out of the East. You know, Miami might make it competitive. They can get all their guys back. You know, but, you know, Dwayne Wade is getting old, and they need another body down there to help mm-hmm. them out. And I don't know, you know, who that who is that going to be. You know, are they going to get a, somebody out of the draft, or are they going to trade for somebody? Um, right. Who knows? Maybe they can, well, you know, Barnes is already gone. And I know the Clippers just picked up Deshaun Stevenson. Yeah, Charlotte. that was an interesting situation there, in my opinion. Yeah, 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 right. But see, they're right. re, they're retooling. So, I, so apparently, there was something that he that they believe he's got that they didn't have when they went up against, you know, San Antonio. So right. I mean, all yeah. of the Western teams are going to do what they can do to get better. I know Dallas is trying to get um, a couple of centers to come to at least one to come there. So all the Western teams are going to retool, and yeah, that's going to be a gauntlet to run. But the East, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's like you know. I, Cleveland might be back again, you know, out of the East, no matter what happens. I mean, if the even if the Pacers get better, they're still not going to, you know, I think they're going to probably be back. But who knows what's going to happen in the West? You know, I, you know, you are right when you talk about having a, a healthy Oklahoma City team, you know, and what can they do. But they've got a new coach they have to get used to. Chicago has mm-hmm. a new coach. So you have to take that into consideration because they're going to have a right. new offense. You know, new focus. Who knows what that's going to look like? So, um, yeah, the, the the West, you can take a coin and toss it. You know, I, but the East, you know, just like we could look back a few years ago and say, oh yeah, Miami would be back. Miami would be back, and you know, they they we were we could have always been right. Yeah, Cleveland, unless something really happens, you know, the team in the East really gets good. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. by by taking somebody from the West, you know, trying kind of shifting the balance somehow. Um, Cleveland will be back. Yeah, that's what I think. So this is going to be lots of things to look forward to, brother. So it'll be fun, but we got to endure the dog days of summer. But it'll be back here before <laughs> you know. But even better, football's going to be back here before you know. So let's keep up alive until then. But until then, brothers, thanks again. It's been a great season, great NBA season. Only any some odd days of football season where God mm-hmm. will shine 
smile upon us all. And uh, what do you mean? I got I got another two three weeks for the MLB All Star break, and no one even mentioned we didn't well, talk about the triple triple well. crown winner. Well. Oh yeah! Well. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, have a good night. <laughs> All, right. All right, fellas. Take care, guys. All right, peace. You too. That's the crew once again doing their thing, picking me up, and uh, wrapping up this awesome NBA season. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be so exciting next season, man. To see who challenge Cleveland in the next year's finals. Once OKC get that healthy, and um, maybe the country stop being the colossal chokers that, that they are, and whatever the hell. But anyway, yeah, as we as I said before, the dog days are some more upon us. Yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, but I really want football season to get here. Eighty some odd days, I'm counting down my head, I'm counting on my sports blogs, Facebook page. But anyway, until then. This is Scott Perks with the final. Thanks for tuning in. 06 night. Peace.